Welcome to Beyond Beauty, the Professional Beauty Association's podcast, where we take a deeper look inside the minds and hearts of the amazing professionals in this professional beauty industry. I am Leslie Perry with the Professional Beauty Association, and I am super excited, honored, but can't wait to dig in today with our very special guest, Elizabeth Bay. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. And um, I, it's, I love introducing you because there's so many facets to everything you do. I mean, obviously, licensed cosmetologist, you're a salon owner, an educator, um, but so much more. And now, and we'll probably talk a little bit about this documentary filmmaker. Hello, <laughs> so many. Crazy. All of the things. So before we really get into it, why beauty for you? Yeah. Like yeah, why, why the hair industry? industry? What what pulled you in and what what's keeping you here? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, my full, full story of what pulled me in is in the documentary. Yes. So so let's watch that. We'll quote. talk about that. <laughs> I'll give you the baby version and then say why like why I'm still here. Um, the hair industry like saved my life. It really did. Um, you know, my short version of a long story is I was a really, really troubled kid and a hairdresser was the person who inspired me to love myself more, to see myself differently, to try a little bit harder. And I had a hairstylist who actually would do my hair for trade for good grades on a report card. And that went on for years and years. And then I became an assistant for that salon. And my career has been so heavily in education in the hair industry. Um, I was in a salon that was education focused. So I was assisting educators, assisting on stage from day one. I um, was a beauty school teacher at a young age. So I've been in education in our industry a long time. And I just believe that this industry impacts life so deeply. Our hair, our movies literally called Hairstylist Change the World. So that that's why it changed my world. And I, you know, like I think most people, I want to have impact in my life. I want to make a difference. And I feel like by helping hairstylists and helping educators in our industry, I make a massive difference because that ripple effect just touches so many lives. If I help one hairstylist, you know, make a lot of money, love their life, be in alignment, run their business like a business, they're touching hundreds of lives, if not thousands throughout their lifetime. And so if I help thousands of hairstylists, if I help hundreds of educators, I mean, we're talking tens and tens and tens of thousands of people's lives who are impacted. And so I just feel like our industry is very special in that way. And um, it's very sacred. And that's what keeps me here. And with with our podcast, it's it's all about beyond beauty, and that's really so much about your documentary, which we are thrilled to be able to premiere at the International Salon and Spa Expo coming up in June of 2022. Um, but how how are ways and maybe examples that you've experienced where it truly is? Yes, we make people look good on the outside, but it transcends the beauty on the outside. What we do in this industry. Yeah. So I like to think about, this is like a funny transition that happened in my life. So when you're a hairdresser, everywhere you go, if someone finds out you're a hairdresser, they start to talk about their hair. I mean, that's, that's pretty common. They're like, oh, what do you think of my hair? Or they make a bad joke about their hair or something is going to happen where you're like at a bar having, giving a consultation, right? And you're, or you're at a family event and you're having a consultation <laughs> and you're like, oh, 
But here we are. When I transitioned into what I do now, people started telling me about their hairdressers. Because they're like, oh, what do you do for work? And I was like, I help hairdressers. You know, I'm an educator for hairstylists. And they're like, oh my gosh. And they just started telling me about how much they love their hairstylist. They didn't ask any questions about their hair. No one ever says that their hair looks so beautiful or anything. They talked about the conversations they had, the moments of their life, their hairdresser has been there for them. And a few of my, can I yes. share a few examples no, that please. like, I love it so much. Okay. So this is like, to answer your question in a yes. story, I guess is what I'm doing here. Um, one of my coaches, he is in the personal development world and he works with like multi, multi-millionaires and like doctors and huge entrepreneurs, like so a whole different kind of industry. And he's just this big, tough guy. And he says he has a note in his phone that whenever something good or bad happens, he takes a note so he can talk about it when he sees his hairdresser next. Oh my gosh. I mean, that sums it up. Like that's, that's the impact. That's the relationship we have is like, he literally is like, Oh, something funny happened. Ooh, this really bad thing happened. Like, and he knows that's a safe place to connect, to share, to communicate. And I mean, I, I have another friend I met through him who's literally basically bald and he goes to see his hairdresser every six weeks. And I was laughing. I was in Greece with him and I was like, why the hell are you going to the hairdresser? And he's like, I love the way she makes me feel. And like, I was just like drinking my rosé, like, yep, that, that is it. Like that is what's happening. And, you know, and then I had another woman I met and her daughter has a disease that makes her hair fall out and a different health issues. And she finally found a hairdresser who could install extensions in a way she could braid her hair, put it in a bun or just like do something with it. You know what I mean? And she's 12 years old mm -hmm. and it like totally, she, she's a different person because she finally feels on the outside, how like all of her cute little soul feels on the inside. And she can like share that with the world. She shows up to school differently. She shows up to sports differently. And I was like, that is the quantum leap that happens in the chair is the way you make someone feel you use the word transcendence. Like it really, really is. And I think it's so easy when you're behind the chair to forget this because you're just mixing bowls. You're washing hair, you're busy, you're making money and you, you know, it's hard to get outside of ourselves and see how awesome we are sometimes. And it's a nice, like, I hope this movie's a reminder and raises the consciousness of how powerful the hairstylist is. And I hope in turn, the consumer sees you in the light and the power that you really are. Cause they're going to go, Oh my gosh, yes. And that elevates the craft in the industry, right. As a byproduct. But first it starts with the hairdresser knowing their power and then showing up in their business with that power and then continuing to share the power that you already have, but standing in it, you know, Well, that was going through my mind as you're, as you're talking is how we help the stylists see that and believe it about themselves because it does get really hard when you are in the salon day after day. And, you know, like, what can we do as an industry to help each other embrace this, that we, we do have this amazing profession where we're licensed to touch people and the power of that, what that means and how it, it literally changes people's lives. Yeah. I mean, it starts stylist to stylist. Like you hear this, embody it. 
feel it. You know what I mean? Like that's like, it starts with one person and how do we change the world? One person at a time when we start by changing our own world. And that's the whole message. Like the, like, I guess the global message behind hair sales, change the world. The one that would fit everyone is like, okay, you want to change the world. How do you do it? You change your mm -hmm. own world. And so you believe you embody the power that you have that will bleed out into your career. That will show up in the way that you invest in your education. That will show up in the way that you raise your prices. That will show up in the way that you hire and you lead. And so you make your circle, your world empowered. And when a bunch of people start to do that, that's the ripple effect. And if you have a bigger company that touches many lives in the industry, how with your services, your mission, your messaging, how can you make those places better, safer, more empowered? That's, that's all you can do is what you're already doing. Make it better, you know, make it safer, make it more empowered. And then that together, like that's just going to continue to um, raise that consciousness, that awareness, that power. And it just, takes time, but it's already been happening. Like all the work PBA does and so many amazing leaders and thought leaders and educators and stylists and salon owners and foundations. I mean, we're doing this work and it's just continuing with the momentum. You know? I think sometimes it's easy to, oh, for me personally too, to feel like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. And I, you know, like you can't boil the ocean, right? Like the old saying, like it's one step yeah. at a time. And I like how you said, no, it starts with you. Like one step at a time, one day at a time, remind yourself, change the way you interact with that one person and watch that change. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, this is, if anyone's around me for too long, they learn I'm very spiritual. <laughs> I believe that we are all connected. And so I believe that we must care for ourselves and our highest good first. And that is good for the collective because that raises everyone. And so it's like, if you were so worried about empowering others outside of us, are you empowered? Are you empowering yourself? Because then you will serve from a place of overflow instead of like digging from your own reserves. And that's not really a place that you're going to make great change. So it's like, you be good as the hairdresser, the salon owner, the mover, the changer, you be good. You be, you take care of you. Your job is to serve others, but your real job is to take care of you. So you can do that. You know? Well, we always want to put ourselves last. So often. Yeah. And that's not, <laughs> that's not the way to make real transformation happen. It's not sustainable. It's not consistent. It doesn't feel good. When we feel good, mm -hmm. we do good. For sure. Absolutely. So what do you think, like for you, what is still missing in the industry? What do you hope, like, what are your hopes for the industry? What do we still, what are we working on? Yeah. I don't know that I feel that anything is missing personally. Um, I very much, I, I'm not analytical and I'm not cynical. And so I'm sure if you had this conversation, who was a little bit more analytical and cynical, they'd have a list <laughs> of things. I look at everything as like evolution and expansion. And so I think we're in a really exciting time, especially post pandemic. There's a lot of evolution. There's a lot of expansion. There's a lot of things changing and transforming. And I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. Like I don't exactly know how it's going to play out, but I feel like the industry is moving in a really beautiful path. And I think some of the things that needed to go have been released or they are letting go or they are leaving. Um, and I think some of the things that needed to be birthed are coming out. And I think it's changing the way salon owners run, education is done. And I just think as a hairstylist or anyone in the industry, just be aware, just be curious, be excited. And I think if something is transitioning and it's 
you don't want it to be let go, like be open, like, oh, what's what, how can I be curious about these transitions with social media or hair shows or how we run salons or models of business? Um, Cause there's, there's trends. I mean, if you look like there will always be trends, there will always be things changing because the collective consciousness changes. So collectively the consciousness has changed everywhere because of COVID. And so there's going to be people who are craving different things collectively. You're seeing people crave more creativity, more sovereignty with their finances, more freedom. And so if you're seeing a collective trend, you can fight it and struggle through it. Or you can be like, oh, how can I be of service to this collective need through my salon business, through my company and kind of move with the community and the consciousness of what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, for sure. No, I, I love that. Um, what advice would you give to a younger Elizabeth? <laughs> Good question. Um, two things, and they seem really simple, but I find, I think they're million, I think it's million dollar advice. Um, and not in one order or the other. I would say both equally like important. Um, find aligned mentors. And I've done a really good job of that, but like I would stress to her how how much that would help add ease to her life and support and momentum and just you know so so much. Um, and her health matters. Her health is like her number one thing. And if you're not good, it's only going to be a matter of time until that bleeds into other parts of your life. Your business included. <laughs> so all of it. And when you, I mean, you said it earlier, when you, when you don't feel good, you can't, you can't do good for others. You can't do good for yourself. I mean, it's so important to be, you know, I had a mentor of mine tell me once that putting yourself first is not selfish. And if that's what the world thinks, then be selfish because you have to put yourself, you have to put your health as number yeah. one, because you can't help others if you haven't done that. No, no. And I mean, I'm a mother and all of these other things. And it's like, I literally put me above it all. And therefore I am a better mother. I am a better business owner. And that took. It takes too yeah, long sometimes really to realize sick. it, or it takes a major health crisis. And I know that you've had, I've had yeah. one. You've had one. Those major health crises just have a way of telling you like, whoa. Yeah. So you're not going to stop. We're going to stop for you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No life in your body is like, Hey, 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 absolutely not. Yeah. And like, we don't have to learn right. that way for sure. So what, if you weren't doing what you're doing, what do you, is there something else you think would be your career, your path, your something? That's a fun question. So I've thought about this before. Um, I mean, I've kind of evolved into those things over time. Like I was like, oh, if I wasn't doing this, maybe I'd be like a party planner. <laughs> I literally you kind of are a party planner. I mean, you're an event planner. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, so I'm a large party planner, like big time parties. Um, I and I think some of those other things is I was like, oh, I would have been an author or a writer. I'm actually writing a book. So, so I think just as a creative, I have always allowed myself to go into those things. Like even like I always thought it'd be fun to make music. We literally just made a soundtrack for a documentary. So I, I got to make music. Um, I used to think it'd be cool to be a life coach. But now I'm a life coach. So I've kind of done the things and I'm sure I will expand. Something new I'm stepping into, which I'm excited. So it's kind of that new thing that I'm like, oh, if I could do something different, what would I do? Um, 
is I, I do a lot of breath work with my retreats and my coaching and different things I do with people. And I want to bring more sound therapy into it. So that's something I am um, in school learning more about. Um, and that's really fun. So kind of learning some different instruments and things, which is like just fun. I mean, selfishly, it's fun. And then like from a healing perspective, I know the power of frequency and vibration and all of that. Um, and then I'm going to create a product line at oh some point because I think that would be fun. I don't know when, but like at some point, you know, you too asking about what's your next big thing, your next big adventure. So there we go. Healing yeah. for sound and, so, and different and a product line soon, someday. I love it. Yeah. That will probably be a few years. So our next one is right now, just a lot of coaching. I just wrapped up. I'm in my third year of school with life and trauma. So I've been like, so I'm still in school. So I'm going to stay there, you know, finish my sound education and all of that. Um, and finish my book. And then maybe in two or three years, I'll do the product line. Like, I don't know, no rush. I want to throw a baby in there somewhere. So I'm going to make a baby in there in one of the, just a few things, just a couple along the way. Yeah. Like we'll just see whenever it's supposed to come together, it'll come together. Awesome. You know, so just something kind of fun. Like, do you have a favorite decade for the style, for the look, the hair, the makeup, the fashion, Okay. Okay. I feel like I have one for you, but I feel like it? I always get the like 70? the total like late 60s, 70s vibe. With yeah. And it's like probably 70s. Yeah. It just fits yeah, like I the kind look, of but also just the, the vibe, like really, truly like that feeling of yeah. like the spirituality and the closeness and, and embracing all of that and embracing of the evolution of it. That's, that's what I would pick for you, but yeah, no, I feel like we're kind of, we're having that happen again right now. Mm -hmm. Kind of fun for sure. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, gosh, usually I end with the next big adventure. We already talked about that. So I guess last thing, like, where do you get your creativity? Where do you find it? And what keeps you inspired? Beautiful question. Um, Yeah, and I guess our next big thing, if this is out, we do have hair love retreat yes. this fall. That's big. That's exciting. So we have that and we're going by yearly. So it's a fun, you know, thing to do. So where do I get my creativity and inspiration? Um, so I am a big believer that overconsumption and stress gets in the way of creativity. And I mean, from what everything I've learned about the nervous system and with trauma, you cannot be in a state of creation and in a state of high stress. And so- that's a big thing. So stress management helps a lot with creativity. And I literally block space because you need space to be creative. And I believe that everyone is creative and that we are all connected to higher power, source, universe, God, whatever you believe. And I think we are all connected to that. And everyone has the power to be as creative as anyone else. It's just, do you create the time and space to tap in, to plug in and to like, you know, be there in your creation. And so um, I spend a lot of time doing that, like my daily practices, especially if I'm birthing and creating new programs or new coaching offers or retreats, like I need to be in a space of creation, right? Or if you're making a new salon or changing your menu or pricing or your hairstyle is wanting to redo your brand or whatever it is, like you need to be in a space of like alignment and what do I want to say? What do I want my message to be? How do I want to say it? Like, and that takes coming into self, not scrolling. Mm -hmm. And so 
that's my biggest thing is I watch my consumption. Um, I check in with self and I carve out space. So we're all busy. If I have a lot going on, I will literally like, I know in June, I have a two week period that I'm working on one of my programs for educators and I'm revamping the program, but I'm not worrying. I always say, I'm going to worry about it later. I'm going to worry about it. And you've given yourself a lot of <laughs> Yeah, I don't even need to worry about it because it's already done. I'm going to do it then. Um, so that is huge for creativity. Um, and I find the things that make me feel creative. For me, it's travel. I love to travel. When I get out, I like literally come home so lit up about everything in my life. Um, and so, and it can be going just to the mountains and sometimes it's going to Europe, like whatever you like to do or feel comfortable doing, uh, it doesn't have to be expensive or fancy, but I just think getting out of your element is so crucial for creativity. Um, you know, hiking, whatever you like to do. So I just was barely in Zion for three days of just like white space with some girlfriends and you just come home more like okay, I know what I'm doing. You know, I, in some of you be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Everything is a mess. I hate this. That's your cue to get, get out of town, get out of town, check in good with advice. yourself. Good, good. Well, yeah. as always, well, so amazing to see always, you well. and talk with you and thank you for sharing so much. Cannot wait for the documentary and uh, to be able to watch. Although I feel like I'm probably going to need like a whole box of tissues near me. Is that <laughs> give me the fair warning? I think it's going to be like super inspiring. Um, and just thank you for everything that you're doing in the industry and to help just propel us and elevate us further. So yes. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, I will see you soon. Take care. Bye.